Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus i'm franny benali this is klaus lundekram i'm matt letitia dean hammond's here and you're listening to in that number here is with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush, and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, in that Number Podcasts on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to inthatnumberpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of In That Number. This is episode 148. And what is the title this week, Mush? Killing Eve Burton. <laughs> Killing Everton. Yeah. Get it? I like it. Well yeah. thought. Well thought. Um, anyway, uh, back at home this week, coming up against an Everton side, struggling down the bottom half of the table with the ultimate up and down form at the moment. And another fantastic performance more crucial points. Adam Blackmore called it a routine win, and that is exactly what it's become. And, you know, Brighton and Villa dropping points too, which means it was an even more special win, I guess. You need to just enjoy this this team at the moment. Um, no Tim today, so instead it's just me and Kevin, and we shall do our best to preview Friday night's game at home to Norwich. 
Uh, joining me to discuss this routine win, as always, is my co-host, the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton. Kevin, how about them Saints? Wow. Yeah, that is some Saints. <laughs> this is quite the team. It's just enjoyable, isn't it? Yeah, they, this is, these are the heady days, and um, you're hoping that it will go, go on for as long as possible before the inevitable downfall. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I mean, after the way we en- ended the season, we would have just been hoping for a safety first, right? And then you can start looking up. I think we're safe, okay? <laughs> Unless we have a complete collapse of course which i don't see happening now in this form um so yeah we just need to look up instead of down now and enjoy it yeah i mean we we're quite close to getting that 40 points that have got to be the target each season the first box ticked but um the fact that we haven't really been in that conversation for the relegation struggle at all this year i mean that that is really behind us now there's sort of a gap opening up between us sort of holding the bottom of the top half of the table and the bottom half of the table. So anyway, as that gap starts to open up, uh, I think, you know, we can start looking, looking up rather than down. Yeah, and it's also, I mean, I don't really want to talk about the uh, the rivals, but Aston Villa struggling. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good because, you know, you, these players, that they, they leave Saints and they, they want Europe. Um, Danny Ings has said, you know, he wants to play European football in the, in the last, you know, contract that he's got. Uh, he's not going to get that at Villa. We all knew that, right? We all knew that was going to happen, but it is nice to see us just doing that much better than them. And Leicester too. Don't forget about Leicester. They're struggling. Yeah, yeah, you do love to see it. Um, I mean, it's... I don't know whether it's just short-sightedness on the part of the the players who've left um, or whether they are just mercenaries who um, will do the bidding of whoever's going to pay the highest wage for them. Money talks. But, yeah, either way, it's worked out uh, much better for Southampton than for them. Yeah, who would have thought that? (laughs) Um, Yes. uh, And remember last week I was saying that although we're getting points, we're we're doing it the hard way. You know, we we never seem to make it look easy. But Saturday, we did just that. You know, clean sheet as well. Didn't look in trouble. And Everton never had a shot on target. So that is a routine, comfortable win. That's what you like to see. Yeah, very much. Um, but before we get into it, Kevin, how are you this week, and what have you been up to? I'm I'm fine. I mean, you know, just uh, the usual with work, and we're we're, we're slowly, I think, eventually going to uh, leave this flat and uh, go uh, somewhere else for a while while we just destroy all of the interior. So it's looking like a reality now. Good, good stuff. So you're going to be very, very busy soon. Um, yeah, well, I won't, but um, we'll have some <laughs> people in here who, who will be paid to be very busy. But um, I might sort of just ask to borrow the sledgehammer and uh, bash down a few walls. I always wanted to do that. That's, that's good. Just pretend it's Klopp's face. <laughs> yeah. Or just, you know, a, a part of uh, the city at the other end of the 2027. <laughs> all that. Um, all that. Um, but yeah, I want to ask, uh, how are you after Storm Ulysses or whatever it's called? Uh, Eunice. Yeah, there's Eunice. another one now, isn't there? It's, um, I don't know, what what is it? F now. Storm. Fuckface. Storm Fuckface. We'll call it that. Yeah. Um, It's been pretty rough. I'm not going to lie. Uh, we've lost a couple of fences in the garden, but not too bad considering what, you know, what I have heard. Um, I, I know that um, there's like a van at work which was tipped over, which... Say so, you know the the driver was fine, thankfully. But yeah, there's been some stories that you've heard about it. But 
It's quite windy again today as we record. It's um, well, it's Monday uh, now. We're recording a day later, but yeah, it's still the storm fuckface now is uh, is really kicking in, and it's it's a little bit windy still. Really fucking stuff happening. Yeah, it's it's all right. We're we're fine. We're um we're still carrying on as we were. Oh, fair enough. Um, a reminder: if you appreciate what we do uh, and you feel like you'd like to buy us a pint, then please head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. Uh, and if you would like to become a member, our membership is now live. Our tiers for beers, uh, you can check that out on there too. Uh, Kevin, ICN News? Yes, uh, let's do that. This is ITN in that number news. Okay then, into the news. Uh, I want to start with Kazima Legby, Kevin. Signed an extension. Yes, yeah, until 2024. Yes, that will see him, yeah, to the end of the 2023-24 season. Very important business, I think. You know, he's been a, a key player for Bojack, and you feel like he's the next one in line for the first team. That's 23 appearances for the B team this year and scored 13 goals in all competition. And he's also featured in Belgium's under-19s too. So hopefully he will get his chance in the first. Hit. First? Wow. I thought she why not. <laughs> <laughs> in the first team, uh, yeah. Uh, she, in the Belgian team also. <laughs> That's Dutch, isn't it? <laughs> uh, they, uh, the, it's the, the Flemish-speaking uh, region of Belgium. <laughs> yes, that's what I was going for. <laughs> All right, that's enough Belgium work on. Yeah, hey, very good. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just, just going to add to that. I hope he doesn't go the way of Oberfemi and um, and Lundelu and you know, just uh, it would be nice to see a youth player actually make the team and stay there. Mm, like Teller. Uh, but yeah, well, he was Arsenal's youth, really, wasn't he? We just poached him at a young age, I suppose. But yeah, um, that can you think? Well, Jack Stevens was Plymouth, wasn't he? And, and James Ward Prowse, I guess, was was firmly ours. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot of them, and you know, all the ones that we have got right now are out on loan, as you know. So Valerie. Uh, yeah, I suppose Valerie. Yeah, <laughs> it, but you you know you're clutching at straws, really, aren't you? So let let's just hope that he can um he can hang around for a bit because I like him and uh, he seems like a special talent. I think there's got to be a brilliant uh, Beatles-based chant there. I like B, I like B. <laughs> Perfect. Will Smallbone, sorry. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. Did you see uh, this revolutionary tactic that Saints have deployed over recent times, Kevin? Um, yeah, the revolutionary new tactic that Dan Sheldon reported on in The Athletic. Yes. Did you read it? I mean, it's... I didn't read his article, but um, I don't imagine that I was missing much. I mean, it's not really... Uh, Revolutionary. <laughs> yeah, it's not all revelatory at all. No. Um, but um, I've seen that, the, according to the Mirror Sport, the FA are going to be keeping tabs on uh, yeah. Southampton after noticing that that's what they do, that someone drops in the 60-something minute. They have a little bit of um, a refresher break. Yeah, that's it. That's basically it. If you're unaware of it, yeah. It's happened 14 and a half, 24 Premier League games this season. And it's it's a little bit dodgy, if you ask me. But, I mean, it's been going on for years. Everybody does it. You know, a player <laughs> feigns an injury, gets the physio on, the rest of the squad hydrate and just 
grab more tactical advice, I guess, from the coaches, and then they, and then they play on. Uh, but it's been happening a lot around, like you said, the 60, 70 minute mark, and I hadn't even noticed it. And then as soon as I read it, I paid attention to it against Everton, and sure enough, Che goes down, and the pattern continues. And what what do you make of it? Um, I think we need to coin um, a new special term for this particular tactic. Um, I'm going to call it time wasting. Which <laughs> that, that's, I, rev- that's revolutionary, Kev. I don't think it's a Southampton Football Club in, invention. I just think it's been happening a lot more lately because we have been leading in the games in the second half, finally, and uh, having a lead to protect rather than um, chasing one. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything unusual about Southampton doing it. It's just maybe the, the timing that's kind of making it a little bit obvious. But um, I thought it was funny that um, I saw, oh, God, who was tweeting it? The Saints Extra or someone reported that thing about the mirror. That the mirror had said uh, the FA are going to be looking at it. And in, in all in the comments, uh, people uh, blaming Dan Sheldon and calling the grass, which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as long as it doesn't escalate to abuse. Like, but, yeah, it would take a, a journalist to um, discover something that, uh, you know, none of the opposition managers complained about it. Dan Sheldon's written an article about it, and suddenly he's the fruit of the problem. Yeah, he's out with us, that's it. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, what a snitch. He's working for Pompey, really. That's what it is. Uh, there, there are rumours that he's a blue at heart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what I will say about this, right, uh, is that the other team can do the same thing in this situation. So there's, yeah. no, there's no advantage, is there? You know, if a Saints player, go, actually, they've got more of an advantage because they can get the 11 players off the field as opposed to the one that's actually receiving the treatment. So, that, you know... They can they can go and get their uh, hydration and their coaching advice and time out. Yeah. yeah, and I don't see the problem with it. I think you know it happens. But I, what I do I don't like is I like I don't like the idea of Ralph telling his players to do this. I mean, there seems to be something wrong with that. Can you just imagine how that conversation went during those tactical meetings? <laughs> Uh, Stewie, you're going down in the fifth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're just like, uh, what? Isn't that true? Oh, uh, oh, all right, Gaffer. Yeah, you've got a bet on this or something. <laughs> exactly. It's just, it's, just, it's just immoral, isn't it? It doesn't seem right. But <laughs> anyway, um, there is that. Uh, Kevin, this Newcastle game, this fixture has been, has been confirmed and it's going to be on Thursday, the 10th of March at 730 um, I know you're quite outspoken about this because of the message that you sent me. What, me? I mean... Well, well, I don't want you to repeat it on on, on this show, but... Okay, yeah, it is fairly libelous. Um, I, yeah, I'm not pleased with this because I, I was just... Um, I've had the... I was drunkenly checking my um, fancy Premier League team and I spotted that um, we had a fixture ad against Newcastle. Um, on the 10th, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll be over there. I might be able to go and see that. And then... Just this morning, I was like, hang on a minute, that's the Thursday, and we're playing on the Saturday. They can't have those two games close enough together. And sure enough, they fucking moved the Watford picture that I've bought tickets for. And now I can't bloody make it. Oh, is that right? Yeah, bastards. Oh, no. So you can't go to the Newcastle game either? Um, I could go to the Newcastle game. I'm going to call up the ticket office if I can get through and see if um, I can uh, get a refund on the Watford one and pick up tickets. Yeah, definitely do that. 
I was on the blower to the ticket office today, actually, and I was um, eighth in the queue. <laughs> so, How uh, long did you spend on the uh, About 15 minutes before I got through. That's not too bad. No. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll sort that out. But yeah, that's a pain in, pain in the ass, really. Because I understand that fixes can change and everything um, for telly and that sort of thing. But they agree them the previous month. So I, I saw that um, none of the matches are going to be on telly. Is that right? They haven't moved any of them. I don't know. I'm not too sure about that, actually. Um, but yeah, I think after the Norwich one, I'm not sure which ones are going to be on telly, but not at all. But anyway, I thought, right, that's set in stone, three o'clock um, Saturday, lovely. That's that's not going to change, is it? And they're showing that fucking Newcastle fit. Why can't we play it on the Wednesday? I don't know. See, I thought, I didn't realise this was the, your anger was, because I, I, I genuinely thought it was because... You know, we're uh, we're playing so close together. Yeah, I mean that as well. But... Yeah, well, they they have moved the, the Watford one a, a, a day later, but it, it, that's not enough in my in my point of view anyway. But now, and that game will be at two o'clock, and I I can't imagine Ralph being very happy with this as well. No, but... I mean, why is it the Premier League that decides it? I mean, they obviously they obviously know what side they're fucking Brits butters, but um, why can't the club have in a say if they? If... Through no fault of their own. The yeah, we, we, we've done nothing wrong, right? It's, you know, no. And hopefully we'd we be given the, the punishment they deserve and get another routine win at home. Because, <laughs> I mean, we're playing Villa on the Saturday, so it would be no trouble. One, two, three, four days later play uh, on the Wednesday, and then one, two, three, uh, three or four days later play against the But yeah, you don't necessarily have to move that game. Yeah, I don't understand it. Really Obviously, it's going to be on the telly, and uh, they're showing some Champions League game on what, Wednesday or whatever. Uh, Wednesday, possibly, yeah. But I mean, uh, Newcastle. I mean, it could be the fact that Newcastle have, have got a game. Although Newcastle has been moved as well, I, I understand. That's a consolation at least. I guess they got the same turnaround time as we do. Um, and yeah. then, yeah, so they got to travel down to us, and then they've got to go to Stamford Bridge. So gutted. <laughs> Cancel up them. I hope they lose all of those matches and I hope they go down. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Poor Newcastle. <laughs> Bastards. Uh, but, I mean, it was just indifference before, like, and it's gone to indifference to, you know, animosity. And now I, I genuinely hate that football club. <laughs> I love it. Bringing the anger is great. Uh, Kevin, Martin Simmons has spoke about our potential next manager, saying uh, <laughs> they, they know who it should be. Um, and there's a short clip on, I think I saw it on Twitter, actually, from uh, BBC Five Live. Um, so you can check it out if you wish. It's only very, very short, like two minutes long. Um, yeah, did you hear this? Yeah, I mean, the full interview, he doesn't actually say much that he didn't really say in mm. the, um, uh, the interviews that he was giving around the takeover. Um, but the one thing that did stand out is the little soundbite that gets... Um, Shunted around social media with some, yeah, we do know who our potential next manager is, and Ralph Hasen, who knows this, is not something to be scared of. And I suppose I agree with him, but it seems a little bit it's Frank Lampard. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's Frank Lampard. Look at <laughs> the wonders he's doing at Everton. Um, yeah, it just seems, you know, just as the Ralph Out hashtag is being slowly deleted from, from Twitter and respelled to suit Manchester United <laughs> um, and we're starting to enjoy the football we're watching St Mary's we've got something of an atmosphere and they're saying well you know we should appreciate it while it lasts because Hasenhut was fucking up in two years to retire to Barbados or whatever he's going to do oh is that is that uh, 
breaking news there. He's going to Barbados. You heard it here. Yeah, it's a transfer rumor. Um, no, he, the, the, Ralph's saying that he wants to retire. Um, yeah, I don't think that's happening. Um, we kind of knew this was going to be the way that he's either going to fuck it up and get sacked, or he's going to do a great job, and then the bigger club's going to come and poach him. Because that's, that's all, the way. That's always the way. But, I mean, it, it's reassuring to know that the, the board have preempted this and they've got a plan in case that does happen and Ralph can amicably leave to, to pastors new to bigger and better things and um, the club would be better off. And I think it's the same sort of uh, attitude that Rasmus Sankerson has that it's like a, a machine where each of the parts is replaceable. Yeah. And you, you can't really have that much uh, sentimentality about it. You've got to be realistic that it, it won't last forever, but you know, we've got someone potentially even better in place. Well, I hope this potential next manager um, is aware that he's the next manager because um, he might not want it. <laughs> Just saying. Yes. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. It's, that's a weird situation, isn't it? Um, if they tap somebody up and say, like, yeah. okay, in three years' time, we've got a job for you. Yeah, it's pay. <laughs> yes. When you've won everything at Man City, come to say. Yes. Uh, you know, that I, I, I really test you. More times than you can imagine, but I, what I really want is the Johnson's Pen Trophy. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, anyway, moving on. Kevin, Josh Sims has a club. Mm. He's joined Kane Ramsey and Jake Vokings at uh, Ross County. Um, and he's been without a club since the summer. And I mean, we both mentioned this at the end of the, at the start of the season that we thought he would get a club really soon. But, it, you know, I'm surprised it hasn't happened sooner. Mm. Um, and in, incidentally, he, he was named as a substitute against Hibs on Saturday. Uh, he didn't come on, um, I guess. Well, obviously, he's not match fit. So um, good luck. Good luck to him. Um, but, um, yeah, he'd be like an uncle figure them, to them now. Yeah. And yeah. Marky Mackay, I didn't realise he was manager. But um, oh, yeah, apparently, just like with Kazim Malekdi, it's a two and a half deal to, to keep him at Dingwall until 2024. Dan and Lundaloo, right? I just want to just say this. I'm Cheltenham Town. Uh, Dan and Lundaloo's Cheltenham Town. Now, he wasn't involved um, through injury. However, I do want to point out that their game uh, away to Wickham uh, was a 5-5. What a banger. Wow. Yeah. I just uh, I was checking out the results of our loanies and I saw that and thought, by goodness, five five. I thought Anundalu's bound to have got one of them, right? And he wasn't even playing, but I just thought, yeah, <laughs> five five was was great. Uh, and Dinal Simiu uh, is Carlisle side. Uh, not a great day for them and for him actually because they lost three 0 at home to Swindon, and he picked up a booking. Hmm. Of course he did. So a bad day. Uh, and Carlisle are in trouble now. So second from bottom in League Two, so they could be uh, out of the fucking league. It's all gone downhill since they lost that Johnson's Paint Trophy final, hasn't it? <laughs> Look at how our fortunes are different. <laughs> yes. Um, the B team, they haven't played since last week, of course, but uh, next up is Birmingham City, and that's Monday the 21st of February at the Snow Stadium in Premier League 2. Uh, tonight? Yep, yeah, it is tonight, yep. Yeah. The women's, they defeated Bridgewater United 2-0 in the National League South. Goals from Sophia Farah and Ella Pusey. And they've, they've closed the gap now on Oxford to four points, and they've got those three games in hand over them. These catch-up games now are so crucial for them, aren't they? Uh, and next for them is that crucial FA Cup fifth-round tie to league rivals Ipswich Town. 
Uh, and that game is away next Sunday on Sunday the 27th of February, and that's a 2 p.m. kickoff. Let's get to Suffolk, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, we play Ipswich more times than Marley played Chad, it seems. <laughs> Dean Hammond here. Thank you for tuning in to In That Number. OK, then, Everton, 2-0, home win, home fortress. Uh, so it appears now anyway, only the one loss at home this season. That's crazy in all competitions. Unbeaten uh, in 10 at St. Mary's, including that FA Cup uh, win over Coventry. Four games unbeaten home and away. Uh, and that home run for you, Kevin, just so you, just in case you didn't know. Uh, so that's Everton win, Coventry win, Man City draw, Brentford win, Spurs draw, Brighton draw, Leicester draw, Villa win. Burnley draw, Leeds win, and then that 1-0 loss to Wolves back in September. That's a fantastic run. And let's face it, some of those games, like that Brighton game, that, that could have easily been three points. Mm, it should have been. It should have been. McCarthy. McCarthy, Hassan, or whoever. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, 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 we've got a dividing line on this one. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, it's fantastic form, and it's something that we should be celebrating more, I feel. It's great. It's, it's great home form. Can you compare it to last season as well? It's just it's just incredible. Um, but Everton managed to beat us on that opening game of the season, of course, and they were looking for their third straight win against us for the first time since '92, um, and they should keep looking because, of course, they lost two 0 um, Goals from Stuart Armstrong in the 52nd minute, and your man Kev Shane Long, <laughs> a clean sheet as well. Um, we went 13 games without a clean sheet, and that was the longest run in the league. Uh, but we have been finding the net ourselves, which is obviously more important. Uh, the starters, though, just the one change from that Old Trafford. Uh, Perot out, apparently with COVID. Uh, Liveramento in. Otherwise, can't change it, really, can you, Kev? I mean, I, might, I was looking to see if uh, Redmond was going to get back on the bench. Because he has been back in training, apparently. Mm. But, yeah, obviously not fit enough to be in the match this squad. Not quite. But, I mean, just other than, other than that, that one force change, you, you've got to keep rolling with it. And, uh... It's a perfect team. It doesn't get any worse for taking those inclusion. No, absolutely not. And he played well as well. Um, mm. And Lampard c- couldn't really afford to change his side from that convincing 3-0 win over Leeds. So they kept it as it was. <laughs> it, start- it started OK for Everton, which seems weird because... That's against the grain uh, against the grain for us, really, because we normally, you know, we're quick off the blocks. And I just remember thinking, what on earth are we doing in the opening stages? And thinking that, you know, this is going to be a long afternoon. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I did miss the first half of this match on it, so I've only seen the highlights. And um, there weren't particularly that many highlights. But, yeah, from what I've seen and read and heard, uh, yeah, Everton started off stronger, but then just fizzled out rather quickly. Yeah, I don't know if it's them fizzling out or Saints just getting a grip on it, but I mean, they they had a VAR check early for a handball on Romeo, which was, yeah. which was nothing doing. I don't know if your highlights picked that up, so that would have been harsh. Um, but, but harsh, actually, yeah, travesty. <laughs> well, I mean, we've seen worse. Uh, we did start to pick up soon after that, though, and um, Broya was terrorising the defence, and he, he forced the first touch uh, from Pickford, um, and then Allen fouls Armstrong in Browsey territory, that was, yeah, that was that was great, that moment, when he put the ball down. The amount of people with their phones out, ready to try and capture, you know, a Browsey free kick for the, I don't know, their social media platforms or whatever, it was unreal. And it, ma- it makes me angry because you just want to put it down, put your phone down and enjoy it, for Christ's sake. Get that fucking screen out of my face, you bastard. Yeah, <laughs> that's the kiss of death on it right there, isn't it? 
You know, you get your phone out. I said, it's not going to happen. Mm. Um, and of course it didn't. Um, but th- th- this was a weird one because I thought he was going to go to, uh, to Pickford's, oh yeah, or the top right of the, of the goal, but he just kind of went to Pickford's right and it was low and it was, uh, I don't know if it was going in or not, but it was a, you know, a good got save from Pickford anyway. He got a touch on it. So yeah, and after the free kick, it was, um, it was just a, a, it was pretty much just possession based football for us. Not a lot of, uh, chances for them. Well, no chances for them really. And, you know, one chance of note that I can remember was the, the Kyle Walker-Peters shot that he probably should have done better with. And it was around about at this point that I was thinking that it was going to be nil-nil because the, the chances were going to become fewer. Um, and the ones that we did get were going to be just like that, I felt. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, Ari Newsy had a shot as well in the first half that I saw. But, uh, yeah, it's all very, very quiet. And it's not as if the... We didn't have the chances. It just didn't, nothing really came from them. And yeah, no clear cut runs really, or it didn't seem clear cut. Not really, I mean, yeah, Pickford made a couple, a couple of decent saves, but yeah, it wasn't challenged massively. No, um, and then it was yeah, it was nil nil at the break, and uh, no, you know, no side has scored fewer goals in the first half this season than Everton. They've only scored eight, which is not very good, and two of, of those were in the last three under Lampard. So. Yeah, just shows you how, you know, what a struggle they've had all season. And then shortly after the restart in the 52nd minute, Armstrong gives us the lead. Lovely controlled, you know, low curled shot past Pickford. And that all stemmed really from our pressing. And it was it was just a thing of beauty and very routine. I'm going to keep saying that word, routine. Everton were in control of possession at that point. You know, Holgate was being hunted down by Broya. Uh, Keane was chasing was being chased by Adams. Elianusi gets the ball off of Gomez, who just came on for Allen because, you know, he hadn't... But, but uh, Gomez didn't really get the pace of the game straight away. Uh, Romeo picks up the loose ball, and then he's got one thing on his mind. They all just drive towards the goal. The ball goes to Stu, and the rest is history. Perfect precision. Yeah, I mean, who was it who made that sloppy... Back pass, was it? Well, I mean, Gomez uh, fouls El Yanusi. It was um, a, a whole gate goes backwards. I, so I don't know why. I, th- I thought it was Seamus Coleman, but maybe it wasn't. But it's a really sloppy pass from Coleman, and um, El Yanusi goes after it. Gomez fouls him, and uh, yeah, the ref quite smartly waves play on, and um, yeah, play on they did. <laughs> they certainly did, yeah. And it's just like that goal epitomises what Saints are all about, doesn't it? Because if, if you want to know our style under Ralph, then, you know, watch that Armstrong goal and that, you'll just see everything right there. All the key players are there. I think, you know, um, yeah, just Romeo poaching the ball very quickly. You can just smell it a mile off. Um, and then just running into the area and, uh, yeah, the sort of late back cut back to Adams and rather than take a shot, he sees that Armstrong's running into space and squares it to him on the edge of the area and to the shot. I never understand how they go in, but Stuart always seems to <laughs> manage to pull at least pull up a, a shot on target just, just you know, low into the, the, the bottom corner and the way it like, bounces to a confuse the keeper. And, um, Do you think you could have done better with it? Pickford. Uh, yeah, I mean, both of the... Wasn't much came, room there, was there? Him at his near post. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, so it's a weird one. I mean, it's, I don't know, it's the way it, you bounce, the, the ball bounces and you just mistimes his, uh, his dive. But, um, yeah, the, the, I think the second one confuses me more because I mean, when I first saw it, 
it, I just thought it, it you know, it, it, it kind of pries it straight at where Pickford goes. Uh, it just bounces right in front of him. Maybe he just doesn't like that. Well, there you go. He must have done that homework. <laughs> but yeah. That's Stu's first goal of the season. In the league, yeah. Hmm. Well, he's been injured a lot of it, hasn't he? Well, yeah, he's kind of been... Um, the injuries kind of come and gone. He's been in and out of the team and hasn't really been... I think um, this is his longest streak, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think he's he's bang on form now. I think this is peak Armstrong. Yeah, you can't take him out of the side. No, no, I think, you know, um, Owen Newsom, um, I think Redmond might uh, shoot him out of the team for some matches to get a bit of rotation in there. But yeah, Armstrong, you want him playing every match that he can. Yeah, especially in that, that week when we've got Newcastle and Watford. There's going to be a lot of rotation needed there. Uh, you mentioned Elianusi. Um, I, I don't think he's being mentioned as much as he, he should be, really, because these, these last few games, I mean, we've, we've been saying it, that a lot of the players are getting, you know, eights, nines out of tens all round. And, mm. you know, you, you highlight these individual players, but I don't feel that Elianusi's getting highlighted as much as he possibly should. I mean, it was because of his constant work rate that we got the opener. You know, he's doing everything he should off the ball at the moment. Um, and he should have had a goal with that header. Hit the bar, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, that was that. Sh- I mean, it clipped it, didn't it? But um, yeah, Elianusi, he's been great, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think he's he, uh, consistently good as well. I mean, he was consistently average before, uh, and uh, now now he's consistently good. I think he does get outshadowed, um, like a lot, a lot of players do, I suppose. Um, I think Brozier can take all the limelight um, off of the brilliant work that Adams does. Yeah, sure, yeah, I'm with you there. Um, Salisa so off a bit now, he does have the odd bad game. You can say that um, about Perro as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, or Kyle Walker-Peters, um, that Livramento seems to be the, the superstar from this season alongside Brozier, um, and that ignores the, the, the brilliant uh, work of Walker-Peters, who's been out of the side through North Fork of his own, and um, Perot. Also, he's been fantastic when he's been playing. But it's it's good that everyone everyone seems to be playing well. You can't pick someone out and say, oh, he, he had a had a poor game. But yeah, I'm, I've I've been really really impressed with Elianusen and, and the, the work that he's he's putting in. And he, he's a Ralph sort of player. He's doing everything that Ralph is asking him to do, and uh, that is why he's in the team at the moment. And yeah, I just hope he can continue this because this is what we wanted from him when we first bought him. Um, mm. And I want to talk about the two. The two in midfield that are just on fire at the moment, Romeo and Prousey. I mean, you take those two out and, you know, where would we be? Because the amount of passing, the touches, the tackles, the blocks, just the intelligent play all round. I think those two are, are just outstanding at the moment. Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm definitely more and more in love with uh, Romeo. He's been absolutely brilliant. Just um, a hard bastard breaking up the play. And um, what we saw in the build-up to the goal there, making progressive runs with the ball. And, uh, I mean, if Adams had scored that, he'd have had an assist there. But, yeah, it's just a, sort of an assist-assist. <laughs> uh, you give points for that on Fantasy Premier. Well, they, do, the assist. they do give points for that in hockey. Ah. The two, yeah. You get the, the, the primary assist and the, the secondary assist. You get points. But yeah, do it. should do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously, I want to talk about that moment that everybody just yeah erupted for Shane Long. Um, just come mm. on, makes the most of a, of a of a chance from a brilliant Livermento cross, by the way. 
Um, yeah. No, I mean, if you could pick one person to score that goal and to seal the seal the win, it would have to be Shane Long. Yeah, with his first touch of the game. I mean, yeah, uh, it just needed the Titanic music playing over it. <laughs> <laughs> Even I'm sure, that was a good I'm sure we could do that. He does. That's two year goal drought is is over. He's going to mm. start his his next goal drought now. <laughs> Um, it's another another classic last minute goal to seal the match, make it two 0 against the Merseyside team. Oh yes, it's and all there. It wasn't Sims involved with that as well. <laughs> yeah, you guys should have brought him in for as well. <laughs> I do have some stats if you would like them, Kevin. I would love them. Good, you're hard for these stats, yes. Oh, I'm very hard for these stats. <laughs> I'm hard of Shane Long. Fifty six percent. Uh, possession. Um, that surprised me a little bit. 19 shots versus their nine, and we had 11 on target to so their big fat zero. That's poor for Everton. Well, I mean, I don't know if that's poor on Everton or if that's just really good for um, Krause and Romeo doing their job so well. And, and yeah, that, that leaves less work for Stiso and Bednarek, who had a really right. match. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, they, they, they had a they're, I think they formed a brilliant partnership there. But, I mean, Forster, did anyone get him a chair? <laughs> <laughs> you might ask um, XG as well, interesting. 2.2 versus then 0.3. So that tells the story in itself, right? Yeah, on that count, Adam Blackmore said that the, the stats are going to make Everton look a lot worse than they actually were. Would you say that was fair, having watched the whole match? Uh, no, I don't think that... I don't think I think the stats are backing up their performance. I think uh, apart from those first ten minutes of Everton, where they looked like right at it, I don't think they. I mean, Forster didn't have anything to do. Um, how can you how can you think that the stats are going to say that Everton don't look good when they don't register a shot on target? Because yeah, I didn't really see any threat at all. No, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Donny Van der Beek was going backwards all the time. I didn't even realise he was playing until half time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, they made a substitution. They brought Alan off, didn't they? And they brought yes. on. Um, uh, did they bring on Gomez at halftime? Yes, they did. Yeah, and I, I when I saw them coming back onto the pitch, I saw Vanderbeek. Then I thought, oh, Donny's come on. And I thought, oh no. And then they announced it that Alan's come off and Gomez has come on. I was like, oh shit! I thought Donny had come on. <laughs> Blimey. But yeah, I didn't. So that's the thing, because everything that he did was going backwards. He's he was doing a hoibiak. And uh, Richardson and Dominic Calvert Lewin. I mean, what what did they have to do? Absolutely nothing. So I, I don't know. I, I I think the stats are fair in this in this case. And you can't you can't lie with the no shots on target and an xg of of 0.3. Yeah, that, that is so awful. That's telling. It's telling. Um, I'm going to ask you, Kevin, but I think I already know the answer. Um, who's your man of the match? <laughs> Do you think I'm going to say Shane Long? <laughs> no, I think you're going to say Oriol. Uh, uh, so you asked me first. Um, I'm, I am completely torn. Um, Oriol Romeo um, was brilliant, but everyone was. I mean, yeah, you, you can't blame Forster for the fact that he had fuck all to do. Um, a defensive pairing, good, but you know that's not what got the win. The fullbacks, Jesus. I, I, uh, think, I think you could have played at centre back and had a good game. Ken. <laughs> uh, yeah, I probably might have picked the card then. Um, <laughs> yeah, fullback. I mean, Livermento and and Walker Peters, both absolutely brilliant. 
I don't know. Can I can I play my indecisive strategy and let you go first, and I'll choose somebody that you didn't? Yeah, you can do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I struggled with it to be honest because it was kind of like picking the best of a great bunch, mm. and that's difficult to do when it when when we're playing so well. But um, James Ward-Prowse and, and Romeo were great again, which is becoming the norm. Um, just looking sharp, and you know, and if you look at the Everton too, by contrast, I mentioned you know Van der Beek and Allen. Alan picked up an early yellow, gave that free kick away, he subbed off at the break. Gomez didn't do anything good because he just couldn't get the pace of the game. Van, Van der Beek just seemed uncertain in the back pass, as I said, which led to um to Armstrong's goal. Prowse and Romeo did everything right. I mean, everything they're there for. The, you know, the stats in terms of tackles, touches, passes, all of the, it's all them two. Um, Armstrong had a really good game too, I think. Um, when he's in the side and performs as well as, as as he did, and he scores, you know, it's, it's hard for me not to give them out of the match to him. Elianusi too. Right? The midfield in general, actually, were, were just really great. Um, but I'm going to give it to Kyle Walker-Peters because I, I thought he was outstanding. I thought he was he was everywhere, up and down, um, got forward a ton, just involved in everything. Um, joint most shots on target uh, for a fullback. That's amazing. Um, he took four shots in total as well, led the team in carries and dribbles. Um, and, he, and he did this all playing on the left side again. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to give it to, to Kyle Walker-Peters. Well, fair play. That's not made my job any easier. <laughs> um, well, You've you got your pick of the lot now. So. <laughs> uh, I mean, it really is. It, it might as well be a coin toss between Stewie and Romeo because um, they, they, they would just... Okay. Something else. If it helps, I was going to give it to Romeo, but I, I decided to give it to Kyle Walker-Peters. I was playing tactically because I thought you were going to go Romeo. So. Uh-huh. Okay, well then in that case, yeah, um, Romeo it is. Good, because I think he deserves it. Well, both of them think, do. Well, I think, I think Stewie deserves it too. Yeah, he um, does. So yeah. Tino is probably in for the show as well. <laughs> it's a great, great conversation, isn't it? It really is great to, to be talking like this and yeah, because it was just a, it was a good team performance yeah yeah it was comfortable it was a clean sheet as well it was three points it's everything give it to Ralph instead well you can give him uh, manager of the match this is Klaus Lundekram and you are listening to In That Number okay then uh, next Friday night Friday the 25th of February Norwich City at home Eight o'clock kickoff, and that is live on Sky Sports. No Tim this week, as I mentioned, so we're going to have to power through this on our own, Kevin. Um, hard to believe that last time we played Norwich um, at Carrow Road, we were beaten. Um, and it just seems like so long ago now. And back in November, we were coming off the back of that home win against Villa. And we took the lead as well after four minutes. And I remember yeah. we thought this was going to be a breeze because I think we were talking at the time on, um, on our Discord. Came I mean, from behind to fuck us in the ass. Exactly, yeah, and you know, threw it away. And but like I said, it was a lot long time ago now, and we're playing as well as we have done for well as long as I can remember. Uh, but Norwich have started to gather some points since the turn of the year. They had a win over Everton, three 0 win at Vicarage Road, um, which is very very important down there. Yeah, they lost recently to teams that they probably should do. They lost to City and and to Liverpool. They got an early goal. They took, so, they took the lead at Anfield. Yeah, that's right. Um, they also won away in the cup at Molyneux, which is no... Well, that's, that's difficult. Nobody seems to be winning at Molyneux at the moment. 
apart, apart from Wolves, obviously. Um, uh, yeah, Dean Smith's come in and he's re- replaced Daniel Farker, and I think he's done okay. I mean, didn't help on Saturday that lost to Liverpool, and, and then, you know, Burnley, Watford, and Newcastle all won, and as a consequence, they've slipped back down to the bottom, but. It's so, so tight down there. They're level with Burnley, one point behind Watford and five points behind your favourite Newcastle, Kev. So, I mean, <laughs> I really do hope that they can survive because I, I do like Norwich. Um, but what are you thinking about this? Um, yeah, it's not going to be easy. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're, they're not the best team, are they, uh, in the league? There's goals. Um, There's goals there, isn't there? They're bottom for a reason. I mean, they, they do... Uh, Henry's goals and the uh, defence is there to be got at. Um, they got um, Hanley and uh, Ben Gibson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that uh, no, there should be a match for Armando and. Uh, it's a championship defence, really, isn't it? Well, yeah, I think most of the team. I think uh, you know if they do go down, uh, like one or two players that push. Well, I mean, you've got, you've got Brandon, Brandon Williams is only on loan, isn't he? Don't forget. And they've certainly got a championship goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah. And in Timo Buki, brilliant uh, championship striker. Yeah. And I've actually seen a, a few uh, Norwich fans thinking that he's finished. He's passed it now. Starting to turn on, on Timu, which is sad to see. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if they do go down, I think he'd be great for the championship. Just like... Um, uh, Mitrovic. Mitrovic, yeah. <laughs> Mitrovic, yeah. Yeah, Mitrovic. Um, yeah um, but you say not easy, but I don't know. You you have to take three points here. And then, you, you know, you look at the Watford game coming up as well. Um, and there's Burnley coming up as um, shortly in Newcastle. There's a lot of teams that we should be winning against. Um, that's why, the, you know, this win against Everton was so, so massive because... You've got to... We're going into a game as heavy favourites, and that hasn't happened for a while. Um, so I'm, I'm guessing that everybody is going to pick a Saints win, um, and I'm no different. So I'm going to go for a 2-0 Saints win. OK. I mean, you, you have to hope that um, the team efforts that they've put on against Everton and before that against United and Spurs, if they, they, they carry on that with that energy and just the awareness that they don't switch off and they, they keep pressing the whole match, I think Norwich are going to get absolutely dropped. I think if they take their foot off the gas, then they then there, there could be a chance for Norwich to, to, to get something. But there I, is, I no, there is no way that Ralph is going to let that happen. No, I just don't see it happening. I think so much has changed. You know, Norwich, they've had the new manager bounce. Uh, that's come and gone. They're back at the foot of the table. And, uh, yeah, I think we're going to kick them while they're down before they get sent down. And we're going to do it with 3-0 at home. And St. Mary's is going to be banging. I like that. I hope so. I really do hope so. Yeah, I just, there, there is a worry that there, there could be a little bit of complacency there. Um, and I just hope that they don't, you know, think that they've won this game before they've kicked a ball because that's a big mistake. Because they can score goals, and they did it at Anfield. They are, they are going to be, you know, we have to stop them. We have to be on our game still. Um, but, yeah, 2-0, yeah. nil, 3-0. Nil, nil. Okay, that's fine. All right, Tim is going for a 4-1. That is the one going to come from Josh Sargent. 
<laughs> he would he would think so, yeah, I guess. Um and Alex is going for a, a slightly uh not routine one nil win. Um and the wives then, Kevin. Uh Gemma is going for a nil nil. Goodness me. I, I mean, I should, for Angus Garland. Yeah, I did <laughs> I did like try and tell her that they're bottom of the league, Saints are so good at home and she was like, Yeah, okay, I'll take that on board. Nil nil. <laughs> She's being stubborn. Oh, fair enough. Uh, Marina is going. She's going for another 2-0 victory, just like she did last time. All right. <laughs> uh, and Abby is going for 1-0. No. To Saints. Uh, and also uh, going for a 1-0 is Caitlin. Right. Fair enough. Okay. Um, we have to hit extra time then. Yeah. Let's put the board up. Hi, I'm Matt Letizia, and thank you for listening to In That Number. Okay, then, extra time, and we'll start with predictions. Now, Kevin, I have a confession to make on these predictions, because I changed mine. On the show, you'll remember, I went for 2-1, the same as you did. Mm. But I changed mine midweek to a 2-0. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I did change it, because I was on um, Call of Everton, previewing the game for them, and I said 1-1 on their show and I you know as soon as I said that I was like actually I can see this really see it being a 1-1 so I changed mine to 1-1 so I scored no points so I thought it was fair that I actually confessed that to you because I could have got away with that but whatever you said on the show goes right no because I yeah. changed I changed it on the predictions as well on, on Instagram and everything oh right yeah I said 1-1 well that's if there's a dispute in the future I think whatever's on the pod goes Okay, fair enough. But it's precedent. Fine, but I, uh, yeah, I thought I found it only fair because I thought if 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 it had been one one, there was no way you would let me get away with it. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I would have said exactly what I'm saying there. Yeah, okay, but uh, I, I I feel it only fair. So, uh, you and Alex scored points because you both went for a two one Saints win, uh, and me and Tim went for draws. So we scored none, but it doesn't change the table. It's Alex is on at the bottom still on 21. Uh, then we have Tim on 28. I'm in second on 32, and you are at the top on 41. Oh, so yeah, beat, huh? yeah, you're, you're pulling away. Uh, and why fours? Um, wow, uh, Gemma and Abby are both predicted draws, so uh, they score nothing. Uh, Caitlin predicted a win; she gets a couple of points. Uh, Marina correctly predicted a 2 0 win for Saints, so she tops the league with 30, uh, overtaking Caitlin, who's now on 28, and Gemma and Abby on 22 and 20, respectively. Excellent. Um, and the Discord as well. What has that done for the Discord? At the bottom, not very slim, Jim, on four. Then there's me, you, Scott, Colt, Tony A on eight. In third place is Tony M on nine. Uh, actually, Tim is second on uh, nine, also with Tony M, and at the top, Alex on 11. So really, really close there. As I say, the bottom of the league can just, you know, race up, no problem. Um, Super six, then, there was two. Uh, round 38 was won by Colin Carter on 14 points. Round 39 was Adrian Roche with 12, uh, leaving the overall... Believe it or not, Tom Hennigan has overtaken Colin Carter now for the lead. I think that's the first time we've had Colin Carter off the top. Um, so, yeah, Tom Hennigan takes the lead on 327. So, well done to him. 
Uh, fantasy football, Kev? It's been an interesting uh, double game week this week. Uh, I've seen it coming and uh, tried to get as many players with the double game week in as possible. And um, I bailed on Ronaldo, even though he did score. And I really wanted to get Salah and, and make him triple captain like you did. But <laughs> because I left it so late, um, I left it a game week, so I'd have two, uh, so I'd have two transfers. And in that time, Ronaldo had just dropped enough and Salah had become that much more expensive that I had uh, half a million quid shortfall. So I went for Mane instead. Oh, that's okay. He scored. Yeah, but I mean, Salah triple captain that everyone was doing. Anyone with any sense was doing. Yeah, well, I I was waiting for for Liverpool to come up against Norwich at home. (laughs) And... And then I saw that they had Leeds at home as well in the same game week. I thought, wow, yeah, it's yeah. a no-brainer, really, isn't it? It so really is. I, I stuck him in, and um, he scored and got me 30 points. But, um, so far, yeah. I mean, yeah, so far. I mean, if he goes and gets a hat-trick, I'm flying, yeah. But then, like you said, there's a lot of people that have the same idea as I did, so uh, mm. it's not going to matter, is it? But Bruno Fernandes did me well as well. I need 12 points. I, I, I resisted the urge to, to keep him in. Yeah, I mean, I, I've stuck with Dennis. Um, oh, yeah, I dropped that clown and he scored. Yeah, uh, and he's got Palace at home next, so it's a chance. And uh, Kane, I've kept him and brought in Jay Rod. I thought Vic Horse was going to be injured, so I brought in Jay Rod instead. And Vic yeah, scored. <laughs> he scored, didn't he? But anyway, <laughs> I think Jay, Jay Rod's in the chance. Yeah. Yeah, I went um, Jimenez and, and Broya, and Jimenez uh, got an assist. So. Broya yeah, yeah. got subbed yeah. off. I need to get um, Brian back in. Mm. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's, it's heating up. I mean, I did have the most points so far in our Odyssey. League. Um, 67, you've got 65, is that right? I've yeah, 65, yeah. You're going to do me, mate, I guarantee it. Um, yeah, Oliver boasts, uh, Matt Markson, Freddie Hunt, still the best. And in our big league, Dave Phillips, Bobby Brown, and someone called Nemesis. Superb. Uh, right, are you ready for where am I? Right, okay, so last week you scored two points, is that correct? I did. Yeah, yeah, you did. You got it on the second clue, I believe. I've decided to add five points to this one, so there's five questions for you. I feel free to learn, yeah? Exactly that, yeah. So if you get it right on the first, then you're, you're, all, you're all go, okay? Are you ready? Yes. Okay, for five points, clue number one located 109 miles from london as the crow flies you're getting an idea of where we are okay keep going okay uh question or clue two for four points i am 30 miles northeast of birmingham got an idea okay no go on give me one for three (laughs) okay uh third clue for three points i am in the county of staffordshire on the northern boundary of the National Forest on the western bank of the River Trent. I mean, there's a few clubs that could be on the Trent, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. Uh, Let me know where you're thinking, if you've narrowed it down to a few. Just... Yeah. Uh, well, my initial thoughts before you said that were um, were one of the Midland clubs, Leicester, Derby, Nottingham clubs. Uh, but you're on the Trent. Staffordshire, you say, yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, Stoke, Port Vale, Burton. I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna guess. Oh, you're gonna have a guess for three points. Yeah, well, uh, Burton Albion. 
You are correct. Well yes. done. How did you get that from that? Because uh, that, 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 port, that Port Vow and Stoke one, I thought you were going to slip up on that, see? Yeah. How could you pick that one? You had a guess on that. That's um, that's incredible. Um, So, yeah, the fourth one, if you want it, was the club is currently managed by Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank and the last clue, known for their nickname, the Brewers, and they wear fame at the famous yellow and black. They are, of course, Burton Albion. And the name of the stadium for an extra bonus... The Pirelli, isn't it? It is the Pirelli! Four yeah. points, Kevin. Well done. Nice. Uh, you, I knew that Hasselbank was your manager as well. Blimey. Wow, well, that's nice great. Nice price in that, but, but how do I know that? <laughs> no idea. Well done. That gives you a grand total of six points until next week, then. Yeah, no, that was enjoyable. Good stuff. Um, do you know what else is enjoyable? A Russian phrase. Yeah. Uh, this week's Russian phrase is um, that's something that my mother-in-law um, used to tell me that... Uh, there was a, a, a guy next to her at matches who, whenever one of the players went down, would shout this, Ubili. Ubili. Ubili, that means they killed him. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> Just, like, he's rolling around like somebody's killed him. Yeah. Ubili. Yeah, okay. sort, of, sort of taking the piss. Like, oh, look, they've killed him. Yeah. <laughs> he's clutching his leg again. Is that Richarlison? <laughs> yeah, that is. Yes. Uh, or Frank Lampard. Okay. So yeah, killing, uh, killing, killing Eve, Eve returns. Yeah, yeah. Need to go and watch. Yeah, do it. It's a good. Uh, I kind of like lost interest in it very, very quickly. But yeah, maybe I need to go back to it. But yeah. Um, a reminder then, um, if you appreciate what we do, uh, you feel you'd like to buy us a pint, then please head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash. Did I say dot com? I pick you up on that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> sex, sex, sex. It's all they think about these things. <laughs> uh, buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. Um, next week, uh, we'll be talking Norwich and preparing for a busy week as we take on West Ham in the Cup on Wednesday the 2nd, which I just have my tickets for now. Um, and then away to Villa on the following Saturday the 5th. So until then, up the Saints. Up the Saints. Open at Southampton. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.